Welcome to this inspiring message brought to you by Kingsword Media Outreach, a part of Kingsword Ministries International. We hope this teaching inspires you and transforms you into all that God has destined you to be. Please stay tuned for more information about Kingsword Ministries International following this message. May God bless you as you listen. word from you and let change happen to us in the name of Jesus Christ Amen Glory to God please have your seat in God's presence thank you music team thank you father we started talking about true riches um, last I don't think two Sundays ago started talking about true riches I would like you to um, take time out to listen to the first part take time out to listen to the first part it really bless you okay and um, it's since it's a month of prosperity we want to take time to talk about wealth, prosperity, and riches and stuff like that. So today, I want to continue. I'd like you to pay very close attention. I want to continue. And I trust that the Spirit of God will communicate the things that he wants to communicate. Amen. I made a statement that you are not the poor trying to be rich. Glory to God. You are not the poor trying to be rich. And that you are not the sick trying to be healed. You are not the sick trying to be healed. That in Christ Jesus, you are rich, you are healed, and you are prosperous. So you are all these things in Christ Jesus. But someone will argue that, hey, but I'm not experiencing the riches. I'm not experiencing the health. I'm not experiencing the wholeness. I'm not experiencing the prosperity. It doesn't change the fact that in Christ Jesus, we are all these things. Okay? It doesn't change that fact at all. So, when we are not in Christ, we may not have these things. But in Christ Jesus, we are all of these things. So I may not be living in it yet, but it's mine. I may not be experiencing it yet, but it's mine. So we don't make the mistake of concluding that the, the, um, the journey is equal to the destination. Alright? So my journey towards something is not equal to me being there. I'll take that again. I'm on my way to Abuja. I'm on my way to Abuja. It's not the same thing as I'm already in Abuja. So if something happens to me on the way, I cannot conclude that I'm not going to get to Abuja. So the journey 
and the destination are two different things. Most of the time, we conclude on the destination when we're on the journey. We conclude that, oh, because today I am broke, it means that my whole life is broke. The, des the journey might be broke, but the destination is wealth. So we're saying that in Christ Jesus, you are rich, but the journey may look like you are not. So what, what do we do? We keep our eyes on the destination. So in Christ Jesus, I am healed. But the journey is looking like I'm not healed. I fall sick every two, two, two months or every three months. Why? But I look at the word and the word says that he has, by his stripes I'm healed. The word says that he has delivered me from every, every oppression. The word says that he himself has taken away my sickness. But look at me. Every two or three months I, I, I feel sick or I, I fall ill or something. What is going on? The journey does not have to equal. It's not, it's not the same thing as the destination. So the moment we keep our eyes on the destination, whatever the journey is, we will get that. So when, when you hear people say that, hey, I will get to my wealthy place. We're not saying it to psych ourselves up. We're saying that as long as I keep my eyes on Jesus, as long as I keep my eyes on him, I will eventually arrive at the place where my eyes is. Eventually I will arrive there. So everything from financial management, financial intelligence, prudence, saving culture, giving, investment, all those things are just by the way to help me manage resources that come to my head. Because I know people teach a lot. Oh, no, no, no. The reason you're broke is because you're not saving enough. The reason you're broke is because you're not managing your finances well. The reason you're broke is because you spend too much. The, uh, story. The reason you're broke, they, have, they give all sorts of reasons. But all those things are just a way to help you manage. They are good and they are okay. They help you manage your resources properly. But keeping your eyes on the destination... Matthew chapter 6. It says from verse 19. Don't, don't store up treasures here on earth. Where moths eat them. And rust destroys them. And where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven. Where moths and rot cannot destroy. And thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. So Jesus, I asked the question, Jesus, why are you saying that treasures that we need here, we shouldn't store it here. We should store it in heaven. They're not needed there. But he said, store your treasures there. He said, because where your heart is, where your treasure is, where your heart is, that's where your treasure is. So I'm saying to myself that if the 
destination if the journey should not make me conclude on the destination and Jesus is saying I should store my treasures in the destination so he's saying that as long as he remains the destination and I keep looking at him whatever the journey is is irrelevant so my treasures are here my focus is here but I'm starting from here and I move one step is broke the other step is broke but I'm heading towards something and my focus is on something I'm looking at it I'm gazing at it that's where my heart is so everything I'm doing, follow me carefully, everything I'm doing is because of where my heart is. So regardless of what I experience on the journey, what concerns the Father is where my heart is. What the Father is after is where my heart is. And then God is saying, as long as your heart is there, as long as your heart remains there, and you are after where your heart is, the treasures will come to you. It says your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep that darkness is. What you see with your eyes. It says your eyes is the lamp that provides light for your entire body. When your eye is healthy, when what you see is the right thing, your whole body is filled with light. But when what you see is the wrong thing and it's unhealthy, it says the light that you think that you have is actually darkness. And when he finished from there, he now said no one can serve two masters. So he's saying in all essence that, look, don't be deceived by certain kind of wealth. And you think that you know that this is true riches. You think that you know that this is wealth. But that thing that you know, when it is revealed that is darkness, how deep is that darkness? You see, and the light you think you have is actually darkness. It's actually darkness. What does, what, does, what does light comes to do? Light comes to give us illumination, right? And in God's word, when we read scripture, light, light refers to knowledge. Light refers to knowledge. So, look at the other part. It says, no one can serve two masters. For you will hate one and love the other. You will devote to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. So, we are clear that he's talking about money. So we are clear that he's talking about an understanding or a concept of money. We are clear that he's talking about tangible material things. So we're saying that 
The knowledge we have, the thing that we think we know, that it is the light, it is the knowledge, it is what will bring us hope and bring us comfort. We think that we know that this is it. He said, when it's revealed, he said, that thing that we think is the way is utter darkness. He said, how deep is that darkness? Now look at what he said. He said, this, that is why I tell you. He said, after he has said all these things, he said, that's why I'm telling you. Not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns. For your heavenly father feeds them. Aren't you far more valuable to him than they? Okay. After he has explained and told them that, hey, you guys are focusing on money. And what I'm talking about here is not money. It's beyond money. What I'm talking about here is beyond material things. He said, you're focusing on money. And then you are trying to serve God and serve money. That you cannot serve the two. You cannot be loyal to the two. You cannot be devoted to the two. You will either love one and hate the other. You will either devote yourself to one and hate the other. You cannot be committed to the two. Is Jesus saying that, hey, that we shouldn't have money? No. What he's saying, in essence, is in the other part. He says, aren't you far more valuable to him than they? He said, look at the birds. He said, compare it to the birds. They don't harvest, they don't sow, they don't reap and all that. He says, yet your heavenly father clothes them. He said, aren't you more valuable? Saying in essence that, look, you have value in you. Aren't you more valuable than they? So he's saying that I have put in you a value that the world can see and identify. Aren't you more valuable than they? What do people do with value? They pay for value. They pay for value. So when you show up, when we talk about true riches, we're talking of something that God has put inside of you. And I told us the other day that God is not the creator of money. Money is not an instrument of God. When God wants to bless you, he will not give you, he will not give you money. When God wants to bless you, he will give you the spirit. That's why he says he's the one that gives the power to create wealth. He will give you the power to create. So when God is saying that, aren't you more valuable? He's saying that I've put something in you that will bring you value. Men will exchange money for it. Are you not getting what I'm saying? Men will exchange money for it. So you should not be limited to money, but focus on the value that I put in you. That's what men exchange for money. So by the time you begin to focus on the value, and your eyes is not on money, that's why I say you can't serve the two. Have you seen someone whose who's focus is money? He will lose his value because of money. He will lose 
I was talking to somebody uh, in my house, I think two days ago, yesterday. I was showing a movie. And then the lady was doing all sorts. I just walked into the house and saw, ah, what, you're watching this. So I stayed for like five minutes. And every scene, they were in the bedroom. Every scene, I was like, is this all they are doing in this movie? And I jokingly, I said, would you want to act like this? He said, no. No, I can't do it. I said, what if they give you a million? He said, ah, if it's that one, I will do it. <laughs> you understand? So, people can compromise their destiny. I said, ah, no, no leave that one. Pastor, you don't worry. When I bring the tithe, you two will... No, it's not about that. You know? So, people can compromise because of money. So, but God is saying that, look, I have put a value in you. He said, aren't you more valuable than they? There is something I put in you that is beyond money. Such that when you focus on that thing and your eyes is not on money. Your eyes is not on money. He said, you cannot serve both. So when God is talking about true riches in Luke chapter 16, He's talking about the fact that, hey, I have instilled in you something that is beyond money. I've instilled in you. He said, who will give you the true riches? He said, if you are not faithful in what's another man's, who will commit to your hand the true riches? Who will, how will what God has created you to be show up? What is talking about is responsibility. How will you be responsible for your destiny? How will God commit to your hand the thing that he has designed you for? How will that happen? It says, and if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? He says, so don't worry about these things. Saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? He says, these things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. He said, but your heavenly father already knows. <laughs> he says, your heavenly father already knows all your needs. Question. If God already knows all my needs and he is God the best thing to do would have been to what? to package me with the solution for my needs if God already knows so he knows my needs and then when he created me put enough value in me to meet all those needs so he's saying that look unbelievers they the thoughts that dominate their heart and their mind is what to wear, what to eat, where will I live, and all sorts like that. And he's saying that, listen, look carefully. I have put in you enough value. In creating you, I have factored all your needs. I have factored all your wants. I have factored everything you will ever need, and I've put it inside you. When that thing begins to find expression, when that thing begins to come out. It says, look at the birds. They are fine. 
there will be birds. Look at the fish of the sea. There will be fish. Look at the, uh, all the animals. They are who they are. Look at the flowers. They are who they are. It says you be who you are. You will be fine. Be who you are. You will be fine. He said, look at the birds. They don't toil. Look at the flowers. They are clothed. Even Solomon is not as, as arrayed like any of them. He said, look at all these things. They are who they are. I have put everything in them from day one. I've created them and factored all their needs. The moment they begin to live the way they are, they will be fine. He said, that's the way I want you to live. He said, are you not more valuable than they? Have I not put so much in you? He says, your heavenly father already knows your needs. And when God says he already knows, when God already knows, it means that he has already prepared it. So in my creation, in my design, he has factored everything. In the design of the birds, he has factored everything. In the design of the flowers, he has factored everything. Such that they never toil, they never lack. At the right season, the things come to them. They are well clothed. He said, that's the way I have created and designed you. Such that you have more value than they. And by the time you begin to live who you are and allow your humanity in Christ find expression, he said, you'll be fine. He said, you'll be fine. So the issue is not that I don't have a job. The issue is not that somebody has not sent me money this month. That's not the issue. The issue is that I'm not living who I am in Christ Jesus. That's what the Bible is saying. That the moment I begin to do like that and live, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Oh, pastor, what am I expected to do? Yes, you are expected to be a human being. I'm, but I, I'm a human being now. I have a, No, 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 no. I was telling us in the elevator class, those things are just features. I just, I, I have hand, I have leg, I have eyes. No, what are you using them for? They're just features. The essence of who you are is what Christ is saying. The essence of who you are as a human being is what he's saying. Allow that humanity to come out. Allow, allow that essence to find expression. What is the essence there? You love. You serve. You give. Those are the essence of humanity. The flowers cannot do that. The birds cannot do that. But when you do that and love work and service becomes top priority for you and giving becomes top priority for you, he said you'll be fine. He said you'll be fine. He said, ah, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He said, you know the commandments. Thou shalt not do, thou shalt not. He said, Oh, I've done all those things from my youth. He said, One thing thou lacketh. He said, Sell everything, give to the poor, and follow me. And then his heart was weak. Why? Because he had many possessions. That's why he said that you cannot serve the two. You cannot serve the two. 
You cannot. Because at that point, all he's asking of you is that be who I created you to be. Be who I created you to be. Be everything that I've created you to be. Look inside. Be everything I've created you to be. You may not have a dime. But the moment you listen to these three things I'm saying, and that love work is paramount in you, and service and giving, you give your time, you give your effort to the cause of another person. Not just you. It's not about you all the time. No, it's not about you. That something happens and then you, 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 you get all moody and feel like it's all about you. No, there is somebody connected to you, connected to your destiny that needs to be blessed by your existence. How many of us have heard about um, the circle of life? They use the term a lot in, um, in biology, the circle of life. And they say life is a balance. So life is a balance. What happens? The grass, they grow. The animals, they eat the grass. They dump. It gets into the soil. The grass, they grow again. And they say, leave everything like that. Have you ever seen a lion walk out of the jungle and comes to what you say? Bros, jungle no pay again. Oh. Jungle no pay again. We define food. Have you ever seen that? Or you see a fish. They are passing by... One river. And the fish say, bros, help us all. Help us all. No food for water again. No. Help us all. Have you seen that happen? Why? Because that's who they are. They are in their environment. They are being fishes. They will never run out of food. That's who they are. You be who you are. You will never lack. Be who you are. People come across us every day and we treat them like dirt. Look down on people. Have no regard for anybody at all. And we feel so tall and high and mighty. I'm expecting God to bless us. God brings us in contact with people every day. Just by you telling somebody that, hey, can I give you a lift? Or can I pay for you? You get into a vehicle. Don't always get in there and you pay for yourself alone. No. Oh, 59. I pay for two. Do you know them before? No. You are sowing a seed. You will never lack. You are being human. You are being the person that God has created you to be. Always think about another. Let your mind and focus be on other people. We are too self-centered, self-focused. We are too all about ourselves. It's about me. It's about me. If you know what happened to me today, what happened to you? No. Our humanity needs to transcend just ourselves. It needs to go beyond ourselves. It says you'll be fine. Look at the birds, they don't toil. Look at the fishes, they don't look at all of them. They are who they are. They are who they are. They are who they are. And it says you be who you are. Be who you are. Why? He says you have more value. You have more value than they. How will you not be fine? You have more value than they. 
How will you not be fine? It's time we begin to take responsibility for our humanity. Take responsibility for who we are. God will never give anybody money. He will never. He will give you the spirit of wisdom. He will give you the spirit of understanding. He will give you the spirit of might. He will give you the power to create wealth. But if you lack that human experience, that human exposure, what happens that we substitute it for money and then begin to look for money? Thinking that when we get the money, we've gotten him. No, he said you can't do both. You can't do both. So we celebrate mediocrity now. We celebrate mediocrity. We celebrate rubbish. Celebrate people, put them in a house. Let them do rubbish and we give them 60 million. And that's what everybody's about. That's what we celebrate. That's what we celebrate. No. That's not true riches. That's not true riches. Who you are in Christ Jesus and the responsibility to live up to that person is the true riches. Tell somebody, be who you are. You will never lack. Stand to your feet. I want you to take your mind and your eyes off money. The Bible says in Genesis 47 that there was a time in verse 15, it said there was a time money failed. Money failed. Money failed. Money failed. And then people were saying, buy us, own us. Our money is worthless. Our money is worthless. So by the time you begin, even when you, when you, when you, when you go for an interview and you're talking, talk with the mindset that, okay, what value can I add to this company? Forget about the money first. How, how am I going to use what God has put into me to change this organization? Let that be your focus. Let it be your focus. Anywhere you find yourself, God puts you within a group, puts you in a community. You are any day and every day, you're going, well, how can I add value to life? I told us the other day that when, when the Bible says in, in, in Proverbs that the blessing of the Lord makes rich and add no sorrow. What he's saying is that the blessing that God has blessed you with, the blessing you've been endowed with, will make you rich. And it doesn't add sorrow. It doesn't add sorrow. Because God has blessed you. It is that blessing that will make you rich. What is the gift? What is the grace? What is the talent? What is the idea that God has put in you? The blessing of the Lord makes you rich. It adds no sorrow. Anna Transition said, toiling does not add to it. Toiling does not increase it. It means that there is nothing you can do on the outside that will negate the blessing that God has blessed you with. So when you allow those gifts and callings and grace and talents and ideas that God has put in you to begin to find the expression, it will make you rich. It will make you rich. Tell somebody, be who you are. 
Be who you are. In your workplace, at home, everywhere. Let love show. Let service show. Let your humanity come out. Be a human being. Be a human being. He said, when they ask you to take it one mile, ask them, can I take it two miles? Why? That's the only, he said, you will never lack. How, the, how it translates to not being lack, not lacking, we don't know. He said, but when you are like that, you will never lack. You will never look for something and not find it. You will never be in need and help not come to you. Why? Because you are being a human being. That's the way God designed it. That's the way. How much money did Adam have? How much money? How much money did Abraham have? Just being a human being. Just being a human being. And things come to them. Lift your hands to heaven. I want you to make a decision today to allow who you are to come out. He says, look at the fish, look at the birds of the air. They are fine. They, they are who they are. They don't lack. Compare yourself. How many times have you seen a bird come to you and say, bros, uh, economy hado. No. 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 God has taken care of them forever. And he's saying that you are more valuable. If I can take care of those people, those, those um, creatures forever, what about you? I have taken care of you forever. He said because your heavenly father already knows. So he anticipated your need in your makeup. He said, ah, you two they talk. In that talking is your wealth. In that talking is your wealth. Go and look for it. That's what he's saying. Be who you are. I've anticipated your need in you. Looked at you like this. Ah, the way they stand. You they stand like this. In that standing is your wealth. See, why is his head like this? The way his head is, is his wealth. It's none of your business. He has anticipated it. Ah, he's too, he's too, he's too, he's too big like this. The way he is like that. That's his wealth. He, has, and he said he already knows. So the one who already knows means that he has factored everything. He said, be who I created you to be. You will never lack. So he said, let that be your focus and not money. When that one becomes your focus, uh -huh, true riches is coming to your hand. That's what he was trying to tell the man. True riches. Lift your hands to heaven. Father, beyond the words that I have spoken, there are many things in my heart, Lord. I pray, Spirit of grace, you will expound these words and let your people come into their own. Let everyone under the sound of my voice come into the realization of who they are in you and who you have created them to be. And let their humanity find expression in you. And let everyone know, Father, that beyond money, their true riches of heaven 
that is theirs. And by embracing it, by embracing it, they get treasures in the heavenlies. I decree over you that in this season, the God of heaven will open to you his good treasures to identify and recognize the gifts and the grace and the talents and all the things that God has put inside of you and that the grace for you to begin to take responsibility for those things will come upon you in the name of Jesus. I pray for you that the eyes of your understanding will be opened. You will see the depth of the love of God for you and you will embrace that love and with that love you will go out in the world and reach out and be everything that God has created you to be. I pray for you that today grace will rest upon you. Grace will rest upon you. I say grace will rest upon you. And you will walk worthy of the call that God has called you to. Thank you, Father. In Jesus precious name. Put your hands together for the Lord. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Ministries International. For information about Kingsword Ministries, visit us at kingsword.org for information and additional resources. Thank you for listening to this message. And remember, where the word of a king is, there's power.